Welcome back to the Humanitis Podcast. Human. the podcast i know it's been like what three over three months the last one i made was in the beginning of january and it's now the middle of april so it's been a while um i kind of forgot how intros work but what's up i'm here this is humanitis and this week i kind of want to talk about something that i've had a very tricky relationship with pun intended and that's dating apps you know, why I think we go on them, what I think they're good for, what I think they're bad for, and just kind of discuss how I see them in general and how they've affected me and those around me. And ironically, the reason why, or not the only reason, but one of the reasons why I haven't done a podcast in a long time is, you know, in addition to school getting a lot busier and me taking it as seriously as I can and getting more involved in the MFA community, I actually struck a bit of luck. On a dating app and it's really morphed and changed my perspective on them over the course of the past few months because as you can probably infer especially if you know me personally I used to absolutely fucking hate dating apps and part of me still does but you know there's tinder bumble which are the two biggest ones I think there's kippo which is one for gamers, Happen, Grinder, OkCupid, Hinge, and yes, I had to Google the last few. But the only ones I'm pretty familiar with are Tinder and Bumble. And so a super long time ago, I made a Tinder account, and as expected, I did so extremely hesitantly and reluctantly. I only downloaded it because one of my good friends convinced me that it's just fun, and if nothing ever comes of it, who cares? So I was like, okay, you're right, who cares, why not? I was in a good place mentally, I'd been single for a while, so I thought, hey, it couldn't hurt, right? And I vividly remember the first time I went on there and built a profile and started swiping. I remember how cringy I thought the whole thing was. Tinder has got to be the grossest, most saturated, most disingenuous and insincere platform I think that's out there ever. Now, of course, there's some exceptions, but for the most part, it's just full of horny college students or just other people who are only on there for a booty call, and that's fine. I'm not knocking that at all, but it is dangerous because there are people out there who are desperate to meet someone, and they're making these apps their last and final attempt at finding someone. And, you know, they turn to the screen and swipe through human beings like they're a deck of fucking Uno cards until deciding on the best one to play at that moment to keep the game alive. To finally win. To find that one. That Uno. Right? And I don't do hookups, so I wasn't really looking for that. So I just sat in my bed that first night and was just totally taken aback by the whole subculture and microcosm that is Tinder. Every bio was essentially just a carbon copy of the last person 
There was no originality or creativity. Most people tried to be cute and cheesy, but it just came off as utterly insincere and narcissistic even. Some people make their bios borderline condescending or offensive, which I guess is them playing hard to get or something. But mostly they're the same. Quoting shit from Drake like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Trying to be cute by saying things like, I enjoy adventures and going on long walks to the fridge, which isn't that bad until you see it 20 times in a row. People leading with their zodiac signs and how woke they are. It's just, it's, it's a mess. And that's all before you even match with someone. So, okay, you're on Tinder and you swipe right, which if you're unfamiliar means that you liked that person's curated version of themselves enough to where you want to match with them and talk to them. So let's say you guys match. Now, someone's got to make the first move or slide into their DMs, which usually consists of lame small talk. Usually the girl expects the guy to message first and say something witty or clever, maybe lead with a pickup line. Anything except for a hi, how are you, or a hello. And that's weird. For some reason, online dating culture has adopted this unspoken philosophy that saying hi or what's up to start a conversation simply isn't good enough, even though that's how we fucking introduce ourselves to people in the real world. But no, instead you have to wow the other person and show them that you're not simple-minded, that you have charisma and confidence. You have to impress them right off the gate. The whole thing is a game, and I love games, right? On the surface, it sounds like I should love apps like Tinder. I like being witty. I like flirting. I'd consider myself mildly flirtatious, and I like playing games. But people aren't games or prizes to be won, and nothing pisses me off more than trying to dissect a girl's dating profile to try and understand the type of person they are. It's impossible. You get like four to five sentence, you get a four to five sentence synopsis of this entire person and a few pictures of their ass popping out of their pants. And then you're supposed to be like, I like this person or I don't like this person. People create themselves on these apps and trying to tell the difference between a genuine profile and a fake profile is pretty damn hard. Case in point, I matched with a bot profile that tried to sell me porn. So now we're going to enter story time with Jaden. <laughs> so there I was, minding my own business on Tinder, swiping, and I came across this quote-unquote girl who obviously I thought was cute, seemed real enough, and I swiped right. And this is where it gets interesting. It was like 8pm on a Saturday and we exchanged a couple messages, just mostly surface level shit, and then she gives me her phone number. So we moved to texting, which is like second base in the online world, and the whole tone of the conversation shifts. She mentions that she has to go soon because she's getting ready for work, and I said something along the lines of, oh, who goes to work this late on a weekend? What do you do for work? And she says, I do modeling part-time so I can pay for school. 
So I was like, okay, she's a model. And I followed up with, oh, you're a model. What does that entail exactly? And then she hit me back with something like, oh, you want to know what it entails exactly? Long story short, this went on for a little bit longer, but she sent me this link, which took up like seven lines of text on my phone, followed by them saying, click here if you want to see more. And I should have blocked them right then and there, but I was just sort of baffled and confused. So I said, well, I'm not gonna throw money at you or anything. And then they sent back this auto-generated message with another link, and I was like, okay, I'm done with this. And while this was happening, the messages started adopting a more masculine energy to them, and the sentences were being more fragmented and didn't really make sense. Um, so I think what happened was like, I was talking to a quote-unquote real person on the app, but once whatever number she gave me, when it moved to texting, I think it was like a completely different person or it was a bot um, just trying to like promote her business. Her, maybe she's like a cam girl or something. I, I don't know, I never got that far. But I don't know, maybe I was talking to like her boss or her pimp, if, <laughs> if that's a thing, I don't know. Um, but I don't know, it was just, it was weird. The grammar was atrocious, the responses were way too quick and it just felt off to me. So I just stopped talking altogether. Um, and I wasn't really hurt or disappointed even. I never really expected to meet someone that I liked on a dating app. It was just kind of something I participated in when I was bored. I wasn't desperate or anything, so I was okay, but I just feel so bad for people who, because there are people who bank all of their hopes of finding someone on these apps, or not even that, even just the people who sort of expect something good to happen on them, because 99 times out of 100, they're going to be let down. These apps could have been made for dating initially, but because everything on there is a facade and so emotionally distant, they're mostly just used for hookups, which, like I said, is fine. But not everyone understands that, or they do, but they still hold on to the small shard of hope that one day they'll meet someone different. Maybe the next card will work. Maybe the next one. Okay, maybe the next one. Uh, what about the next one? Okay, one more minute, one more minute, one more minute, maybe the next one. Oh, she's kind of cute. Oh, but not her. She has a baby. Okay, the next one. And so on. Tinder is just a series of next ones. And then there's Bumble, which is where my wonderful story emerges. Long story short, I met someone and I'm not gonna be all cute and sappy because we're still in the early stages and even though we've been dating for a little bit, you know, I'm still not entirely comfortable putting a lot of this out there just out of respect for her and our privacy, but she's super cool. We've been dating for a little bit and it's going really well. Now Bumble is a bit different. Not a lot different, but it's a bit different. There was this school dance at my old high school called Sadie's where the girl had to ask the guy to the dance, you know, because typically it's the other way around because gender rules. Um, but essentially, Bumble is 
the Sadies of the online dating world where the girl is required by law, um, just by how the app works, to send the first message after you match. And I think just consequentially for people who, or at least for guys, I can't speak to girls' experiences, but for guys who are looking for something quote-unquote more real, it's better because a girl who just wants to hook up and just swipe on whoever they want can check their inbox whenever to see their matches on Tinder, for example. And since they just want to fuck, they'll pick from the pile without really giving it any thought. But on Bumble, she got to start the conversation. And a girl who just wants to hook up doesn't want to have a conversation at all. So that narrows the playing field a lot more. The only reason I downloaded Bumble, though, coming from Tinder, was because one of my friends out here just celebrated, I think, his one-year anniversary with this person that he met on there. And he's a good guy. He's a lot like me. So I was like, okay, this couldn't hurt. Let's do it. Fast forward a month, and my experiences have been okay, if I dare say really, really good. But something that I can't stress enough is that you have to be extremely freaking lucky. Think about how lucky you have to be to meet someone you really like, or hell, even kinda sorta like in the real world. A lot of times, couples meet at school or at a job or some job-related function, at a club or a bar or some other public event. Think of all the factors that have to align. You have to both be at the event. You have to somehow run into each other. You have to both be single at the time. You have to be there at the same time. You have to notice them. If something happens that prevents you from seeing that person for the first time, like you're two minutes later because you had to change your clothes before leaving the house or your car broke down or you were stuck at a red light for one minute too long, that window is closed and you never even knew it was open to begin with. You had no idea that you were about to meet someone that you would potentially date. Take that amount of luck and magnify that times a thousand. Within 100 miles of you right now are hundreds if not thousands of people who are forcing themselves to keep their windows open. The same factors as before exist, but now you have to pray that someone you swipe on also sees your profile, and even that alone isn't a guarantee. These apps are flooded with people, there's so much traffic, and the odds of you finding someone you actually connect with are pretty fucking low, because usually in real life, if you want to meet the perfect person, you have to go to where the perfect person hangs out. And the perfect person typically doesn't spend all of their time on their phone. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't work or that it can't happen, it's just hard. And you have to be even luckier than before in the real world. There's, I think there's this misconception that it's easier to meet people online than in person. And while I definitely think it's easier to meet people in general online, it's a lot harder to meet someone who is like you and who likes you and that you're romantically interested in online because in person, at least you have that foundation, right? You're at a concert and you meet a girl or you meet a guy and you click because you like the same music. Boom, instantly you have a common interest, things to talk about, something to step forward from. But on apps like Tinder and Bumble, 
the only thing you have in common is that you both made a profile. You can literally be whoever you want on there. So even if someone claims to have things in common with you, it could all be a sham. The thing that I think people need to understand, especially those who have turned to these apps and feel worse than before or a lot more lonely than before, but I think what everyone needs to understand is that you need to be a good partner to yourself before you can be a good partner to someone else. And I know that's cheesy and corny and you've heard that a thousand times, but it's true. Before you can date anyone, I think it's important that you're in a good spot mentally before you do. Now, how does this relate to online dating specifically? Well, I think unfortunately, a lot of people who are on these apps are on them because they feel desperate and because they're not in a good spot mentally. And so when things don't work out for them on the app, they feel let down and they blame the app. But I think the app is only the conduit for a bigger problem, which is putting all of your hope and making all of your happiness depend on someone else is unhealthy just as a concept overall. You need to love yourself and you need to be okay with yourself before you're ready to date someone, period. And I'm not prepared to tell you how to do that. Uh, I think that's a process you should figure out for yourself because what worked for me won't necessarily work for you. But if that's something you struggle with, if you struggle with appreciating yourself, start there. Don't start on Tinder, don't start on Bumble, and don't even try and date someone in general in the real world. That's my advice, and you can take it or leave it, but I feel like these apps only heighten the issue of dependence and codependence. They are not the source of them, but I do think they make them worse. A lot of people don't think about that when they download a dating app. They want to date because they feel like they have to, because dating in the real world hasn't worked out well enough, because they're lonely. But all that's going to do is transfer those issues into a digital space. You carry those things with you even into your phone. The only way to not feel like a piece of shit when swiping through decks of Uno cards, decks of people, the only way to be okay with basic ass people being fake on Tinder is the same way you feel okay when you get rejected or let down in the real life. It all comes down to you and how you view yourself. Be ready to date someone before you advertise yourself that you're ready to date someone. And if you're truly ready, only good things will come because the stuff that trips up other people and gets them down won't apply to you because you've done the work. Just like anything in the world, it can be horrible if you let it be horrible or good if you let it be good. I think the biggest flaw of dating apps, or at least this is what's become of them, is that people are trying way too hard to show people how good they are or how worthy they are of your attention. Oh, you're only on here for a few minutes, so I gotta put my best foot forward and impress you. No, stop trying. That's the biggest thing. Yes, relationships take effort and commitment and time to cultivate, but that effort is a lot different from the effort you waste trying to impress someone. Liking someone doesn't take effort, and if you have to put on a disguise and try super hard to be likable, you won't be likable. Think of yourself as a sort of street vendor where you kind of just lay out what you have, and if someone walks by and sees something they like, 
That means they're interested and they're gonna buy something. Not everyone is gonna buy something from your shop. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to think of the perfect thing to say. You just have to be there. All you have to do is say what you have to say. Show them what you are. Because what you don't wanna do is try to get them to engage with you in a way that's inauthentic because then you're just setting yourself up for failure later down the road. In a world with social media and editing and all these disingenuous things, and especially during this pandemic, all people want is authenticity and for you to just be a real fucking human being. Enough of these carefully crafted bios and edited pictures and failed attempts at being cute and witty to try and paint yourself as this perfect person. Stop trying so hard, please. Even if that's what someone expects of you to try and impress them, that's not what they want. And the thing is, they probably don't even know that they don't want it. But that's really all it comes down to, man. Just being yourself. Being who you are. And that's nothing new, right? I'm not this sort of love guru who's gracing you with this wisdom. Everyone knows this stuff. We've all heard the cliche a million times, just be yourself. But for some reason, we don't think that it actually works. But I'm here to tell you, it's the only thing that works. Truly. The only thing that will make you happy is if you're just being you. And if you don't agree with me, that fucking sucks, because you're wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, I used to have this burning hatred for dating apps because I found them useless and insincere. And I still find them incredibly insincere, but because I don't try and because I don't put all of my faith in them, they've become a tool that can only help me. And so far, it has helped me. So that's basically my two cents on dating apps and I guess dating in general. And maybe it doesn't cover the full scope of the reality because I get it. Nowadays with COVID and things being closed, there aren't many opportunities to meet people or go out. So it makes sense that so many freaking people are downloading dating apps because what other choice do they have, you know? It's also hard because let's say you're one of the lucky ones and you actually match with someone you like and you get to talking. It's still hard to meet up because you don't want to get them sick, they hopefully don't want to get you sick, and maybe by then you're both vaccinated so in that case have at it, but the point being, it's just so hard to socialize right now, period. So if you are making yourself available to date people right now, please tread lightly and be cautious and understand that it's going to be hard no matter what happens, even if it does start to work out for you. But hey, on the upside, you have the opportunity to start getting to know someone and hopefully make some memories, right? Like I said earlier, I didn't expect to meet someone I'd be interested in online. Um, I don't even remember swiping on her at all, and we've talked about this to each other, but I know it paints me as someone who doesn't care, like, oh, you don't remember my profile? Like, you don't think that I'm interesting enough? Or, like, you don't, how could you forget? But no, hear me out. When, when you're on these apps, your brain is idling. It's not actually doing anything, at least I don't think so. I feel like it's in the same mode it's in when you're scrolling through Twitter or Facebook. It doesn't remember anything you saw on there from two minutes ago, right? So when I got a message, I was 
pretty surprised. Ironically, she asked me about the podcast and I sort of told her a little bit about it. And then from there, we just kept talking and talking and we haven't stopped. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure she doesn't even remember swiping on me. And that's really my point is that we didn't try that hard. We were just kind of there. We were two street vendors. We laid out what we had and we ended up liking what the other person was trying to sell. And that's all it took. No flashy gimmicks, no games. And if you feel like you have to play a game just to keep either yourself interested or the other person interested, it's not going to work out for anyone. You can only live in fantasy land for so long before you get tired of treating interactions like a science equation. Give up on trying to be interesting and in return, you will come off as interesting to the right person. At least that's my belief. But yeah, I'm not trying to tell you how to live your dating life. Surely you can make your own decisions and you know yourself better than I know you. So don't take anything that I'm saying as like, I have the answer to everything. I'm still figuring out what I like and what I want, what I need, and just trying to figure out myself. So I'm not an expert, I'm just giving my thoughts and opinions. Um, take from it what you will. But anyway, I'm not quite sure how often I'm going to be uploading episodes now. I managed to stick with my self-imposed once a week schedule for a pretty long time, but I think that's a little too demanding of me right now. While I would very much enjoy keeping that schedule, I don't think my brain could handle it. Um, I'm nearing the end of my first year of grad school and I'm up to my knees in responsibilities and applying for stuff and I really can't coast through it the same way I did last semester. Everything is slowly becoming more real and that's great, I'm digging it, I'm not complaining, but unfortunately that doesn't leave much time for me being able to sit down, hit record and edit a whole podcast episode. By the time my classes get out and when I'm done with homework and grading for the day, the last thing I wanna do is talk more. So normally I just spend the couple hours of free time I have playing Apex or Valorant or watching a movie um, or writing, reading, things like that. So I'm definitely not stopping making these, but they're gonna be a lot more free flowing and spontaneous, which I hope is okay, because I do wanna keep doing them. And I've been in a podcasting, I'm, I've been going through withdrawals basically. I want to talk, it's just I am tired. <laughs> so I managed to scrape up the energy this time around, who knows when I'll get to it again. But, um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode. If you've been wondering where I've been at, um, I've been good. I got my first COVID vaccine shot today, Tuesday, as I'm recording this. Um, I got the Moderna shot, so my arm's a little bit sore. I'm not looking forward to the second one because I've been hearing people getting some fever symptoms, you know what I'm saying? But hey, I'd rather have a fever than be dead. <laughs> so... If you like the podcast, um, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow it on Spotify, or wherever you're listening from so you'll know when another episode is live. If you enjoyed and don't mind leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate that. And if there's something you want me to talk about next time, if you want to try and motivate me to do these more often, you can write it there as well, or send me a message on Twitter at Jaden M. Lopez, or just find me some other way. I'm out there. I exist on the internet, unfortunately. So um, yeah, you can find me wherever, just not on a dating app because I deleted them all. But 
This has been Humanitis with yours truly, Jaden Lopez. That's me. And as always, be safe and have a good day.